Right now, I want to get to the newsmaker line real quickly. Uh, representing the 81st District in the Indiana House, uh, we've got Martin Carbaugh on the line. Martin, good afternoon to you, sir. How you doing, Pat? I'm, I'm doing okay. Now, are you still in Indianapolis right now? I am uh, halfway home, uh, just about. Well, I'm making my way back up to Indiana's preferred district. The <laughs> wow, that's a great ad right there. Um, no, um, it's probably a pretty smart thing that you're doing that right now because it could get a little dicier later. I want to go over a couple things with you, Martin. Uh, Martin has been so very good, not hounding me to get on the air and all that, but when something of of import happens, he lets me know, and then I call him back almost right away. So... Um, you had somebody uh, visit the state house, and he has just gotten back from Israel. I have a pretty good idea who this is. And he shared some information that he said that you could share. And this has to do with the ongoing fight between Israel and Hamas. Uh, you, you had a meeting with Mike Pence. What was it that he shared with you? Well, he actually came in, uh, Pat, to talk to the entire Republican caucus and— um, it's pretty rare that we have any kind of guest um, into our caucus room. Um, obviously, former governor, former vice president Mike Pence is one that you make an exception for. Sure. Um, and um, he, he wanted to share some things with us that, that he learned while he was in Israel. And <clears throat> I kind of waited around after we broke up and we're going down the session, and I, I you know, snapped a picture with him. But I asked him, I said, some of this information, can I share it? And he said, share it. It needs to get out. And that was one of the messages uh, he gave our entire caucus. Yeah, when it, uh, when it comes to stuff there, like that, Mike he, Pence is not real tenuous, you know. If Mike Pence thinks a word on something needs to get out, he wants it to get out. That's right. That's right. And I wanted to have permission because because a lot of this information now has not been seen. I asked him actually in the caucus, has the media seen what you've seen? And he said no. Wow. And, um I think that that explains some of the narrative that we're hearing and that we've heard, uh, that, that some of the anti-Israel narrative and angles that we're kind of hearing about everything, um, because they, I don't think they have the, the entire story. So, you know, a couple of the things that stood out to me um, is in his time over there talking with the IDF and Benjamin Netanyahu, um, the IDF has recovered footage from body cams off of terrorists, and he took a look at about 45 minutes of it. And um, Rather unsettling? Very unsettling. One thing he shared was that this has been called a terrorist attack, and he said it's really more of an invasion. It was 3,000 well-trained, well-armed, body-armored troops attacking the border fence, melting it with chemicals, and pushing through in an invasion. And the goal was to get to Tel Aviv and divide the country in half. Oh. Um, Man, they would love that, wouldn't they? Oh, my gosh. And that's a, that's much bigger in scope than the, even I think I had in my mind of what it was. Um, on this footage... Well, first of all, he went into the neighborhoods. He's seen these homes that are still bullet riddled and blood on the floor. He's met survivors, heard their stories. But in this footage, there's footage of uh, terrorists calling his mother, bragging about the fact that he had killed 10 Jews. 
and it's heard on this footage, the mother rejoicing, praising her son, saying, I wish I could be there with you. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Um, it, it, it's, it's unfathomable, the, the information that he shared with us. He said probably the most disturbing of all of it was there was a truck taking uh, terrorists back to Gaza. They had the bodies of Jews in the truck that had been killed, and they were met. They were met along the roads like a football team would be met who just won a championship. That was his quote by the people that live in Gaza. Good grief. And so I think when you look at this entire situation, you mourn the loss of any innocent life on either side. But to question Israel being able to defend itself, as so many in this narrative that we hear throughout some of the media, it, you know, we, he made the point, we weren't ever questioned about defending ourselves after Pearl Harbor. Right. Nations are not questioned about defending themselves. Israel shouldn't be either. Um, and unfortunately, I think this may just be the beginning of, of what we see over there. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly correct. If we want to, you can even get into biblical reference to that, but that that's another day and another lesson. Um, let me ask you this, because I heard also, I think maybe from your notes, and I don't have it in front of me, that one of the worst things that he saw was the footage of a truck um, a, a terrorist truck carrying bodies of dead Jews back into Gaza? Right, and that's that's what I had just referenced, where the citizens there cheered them like a football team that won a tournament. I mean, it, the people, and you've seen the the stories of polling of, of folks that live in Palestine that they support the actions of October 7th. Yeah. A vast majority do. Well, you've got you some know, on our own Capitol that Hill that back it. You know, you got some people there. You got the squad and some others on Capitol Hill. They back it too. Absolutely, and I hope, I hope some of the backing is out of a place of ignorance. And I think it is. I don't because I didn't know any of this, these kinds of details until today. Yeah. One of the towns near the invasion, that one the mayor was targeted and murdered almost immediately as they pushed in. That mayor was on record as a strong, vocal proponent for a two-state solution. So he These basically would have can't... carried the banner for them. That's right. The, but, the, but he doesn't because they have no interest in a two-state solution. No. They want to go from one state Israel to, to one aren't... state Arab. That's what they want. Right. And that's not to say that there aren't some that want it, but it's a minority that want a two-state solution from everything that I can see. Yeah. Um, talk to me for a minute, too, because I know there was also the passage of a House bill, which in an indirect way uh, also talks about how it is that we deal with free Palestine and anti-Semitism and everything in classes, high, school classes, middle school, high school classes in the state of Indiana. What was go What is that HB 1002 and what was going on just outside the chambers? You guys were passing this thing. Yeah, so after this caucus, we went down. We were doing our business on the floor. And, and on third reading today, to get passed out of the House, go to the Senate, is House Bill 1002, as you mentioned, authored by Representative Chris Jeter. And I believe some of the other co-authors uh, 
here locally are Representative Bob Morris and Representative Chris Judy and I, it would prevent the teaching of anti-Semitism in our, not just K through 12, but we go all the way through higher ed. We've really? seen far too much allowed on our college campuses in the ways of attacking Jews with these protests, threatening Jews. I've heard from my friends that have loved ones in these colleges. I've, I've heard friends that have kids in eighth grade, or I'm sorry, in 12th grade, looking at what college do I want to go to, and they don't feel safe going to school in the United States even. Uh, we had that testimony in education when we went through this bill. We heard from a Jewish student from Indianapolis and he said he's looking, he's kind of dragging his feet a little bit on making his decision on where to go to college. And he said in his testimony, and I asked him to repeat that and make sure I understood it correctly, he, is, he would feel more safe going to college in Israel than he would in the United States right now with everything going on. Is that right? You know why? Because yeah. in Israel, you can at least see the missiles that are coming to kill you and you have a government there that's fighting against those missiles. Here, you don't see everything that's coming against you. You've got some teacher you're supposed to respect, and they're smiling at you, and they're taking the firm, the formation of what it is that you have been grounded on, and they're ripping it to shreds. Right, and not to mention that if they've got an opinion that you disagree with, they control the grade book. They control your ability to get credits and graduate. Sure, which, which, which is everything. I mean, you want you want to become a veterinarian, or you want to become a doctor, or you want to become an attorney, or you want to become a business owner. They can destroy all that right there in a classroom right here in the state of Indiana. That's right. And so House Bill 1002 is really sending a message and setting a precedent that that's not going to happen. That is not going to be allowed in our places of higher learning, kindergarten through 12th grade even. I, I, I see. And we've heard stories. We've heard stories, Pat, in education from people in the K through 12 space that have had anti-Semitic um, situations that have put them in a precarious position, feeling endangered and not safe. And to the extent that we can affect that with this uh, easy vote. In fact, we passed this bill last year, uh, and the Senate did not take it up. Unfortunately, uh, our caucus. We were ahead of our time. I think this was way before any of this action happened in October, um, but now we're, we're very adamant, and I think, I feel very good that our Senate colleagues are on board. I know, you know, Senators Bush and, and Johnson and, and Brown, I believe, are all very supportive of this, so I look forward to it passing into law. Yeah. It's just a shame it couldn't get done last year. Let, let, let me get out of this and let you go here pretty soon. One of the things that's kind of curious to me, as I recall, there's 100 members of the House down in Indianapolis. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I see where the bill passed with 87-4, but there weren't 19 or 9 against it. It was 81-0. to zero. So did 19 members of the Indiana House have a have an attack of the flu? Well, there, there, there were a few excused, but not as many as didn't vote, and that's disappointing. And, and I, you know, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to try to speak for them. But unfortunately, I, I think we did have some, some folks not show up today uh, for it for whatever reasons that they would have to answer. Yeah. Well, and let's hope that somewhere down the road somebody maybe makes them answer for that. Because if somebody wanted to yeah. vote against what you were going for, wouldn't you really have a little more respect for their position if they came out and said, no, I'm against it? 
Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 nice to understand somebody that disagrees. You know, what's your perspective? Yeah, I uh, would love to would love to have that perspective. Like I said, not not all. So we have eighty one votes. Um, that leaves what nineteen people that right. didn't vote. Right. Some of those are legitimately sick and not not in the house today. Those folks can still file motions to vote. We sometimes we miss vote. And we can file a motion to change a vote if we if we miss you know right. whatever get distracted, voted the wrong way, or you change your mind. You can file motions. So hopefully some of those that weren't there are going to take that opportunity to file a motion to put a vote on that um, and and be a part of its passage. Well, listen, get yourself home. You should be a little over halfway now, right? That's right. Yeah, get home because the snowshees are coming. So you don't, you wanna, you'd rather be uh, snuggled in your house with your kiddos rather than out there on the road when that thing hits. But listen, uh, Mark. Yeah, my wife. My wife was giving me updates on the weather uh, earlier today and uh, told her I had some meetings, and she's like, you're never going to get home. I promise I'm on my way home, honey. I'm no, on the, my way. Yeah, see, and that's like I talked to Kim because there's a political event I have to go tonight in Markle, and she says, when are you going to get home? I said, eh, probably about 9.30. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, see you, see you at 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Martin Carbaugh from the 81st here in Indiana. Martin, thank you so very much. Thanks, Pat. Take care. Yeah, you too. Podcasts by Federated Media.